Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 129 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Burchell. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, although we do look into things that you guys ask us to. If you'd like to support the podcast and if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at KO fi.com forward slash the camping crew. Now, we normally start off with a bit of online chatter, and this is online chatter from Charlie and me, our camping vlog, Chris. If you remember back a year ago, I did a video of Quans when we heard whispers on the podcast, Quans and Dungarvan may be turned into an air. So I was actually heading to Kerry and I did just a quick showing this is Quans now, and then hopefully I said when Quans is done. And then Kwanzaa was actually done. So I mashed the two videos together. But I got a comment on the video during the week. And I'm going to share this comment with you. I also replied to the comment because I tend to reply to all the comments that come up on YouTube. But let me share this to you. So bear in mind, it's about Kwanzaa, which is in Dungarvan, and it is now an official air. And it goes like the email starts off with, you make no mention of the fact when you are parked by the seawall, it only fit for cars. Why? Even your vehicle overranges, overhangs the road when reversed in and greatly overhangs the narrow pathway. Of course, you could be like some of your inconsiderate campervan colleagues and park sideline, which would then take up three or maybe four bays. Any van parked by the seawall totally disallows residents of the houses in the area from the view that we're giving great praise to. The new air bays are grand when used. Already, wastewater and food are dumped on the green, which is used by community groups and schools. The back of the sports centre has become a urinal. Also, there is a time limit on the airbase of 48 hours, whereas elsewhere, they stay anything up to a week. Also, there is an open ground beyond the bays, whereas, like the bays, the vehicles would not be annoying nuisance But this doesn't appear to be to the liking of the drivers, as it's easier to park in considerate manner to other road users and residents. You mentioned the lookout. There have been some problems with vans half on the pavements or overhanging the pathways, so much that it is almost impossible to sit in comfort at the table and chairs provided by the council. I've been verbally abused threatened, called a paedophile for taking photos of said vans committing these highway offences. What is your opinion? Do all campervan drivers think that they can park and camp wherever they like? Or do they derive enjoyment out of totally ignoring the rules of the road and not giving a toss about the locals? Signed, a resident of Quans and Dungarvan. So the video is up on Charlie and Mayer camping vlog on YouTube. If you can just go back maybe six or eight months where I mashed the two videos together. Now, in fairness, I made a comment and this is my comment. Whether you agree with it or not is another thing, but here's what I said. Thank you for your opinion and comment on this video. You ask me, what is my opinion? Well, I am of the same opinion as you on some points, but remember, some, not all motorhomes slash campervan drivers have no consideration for any other road users or pedestrians. There is a camping etiquette or code, let's call it, that the majority of us stick to. But unfortunately, the media, like here or on Facebook or local and national radio and newspapers, pick up on every very small percentage that flout the code. 
I've seen vans parked over two, three and four bays. I have not done this. I've seen vans reverse up onto the curb and partially or totally block the footpath. But I don't do this. In fact, when I say I don't, I'm speaking for the majority of motorhomes slash campervan owners. On the name calling that you have received, well, that's not right. And I blame that on the person's upbringing. I was taught never to speak that way to anyone. And I would like to think that this is how I live my life. Thank you again for the time that you took to comment on this video. But please remember, not all of us do the things you have mentioned. Stay safe. Now, that was Friday of last week. I haven't had a reply to that. But look, the chap, the lady, the person, the Quans and Dungarvan resident did make some valid points that camper drivers do just park willy nilly. They do just leave rubbish. But I'm sick and tired of us all being painted with the one brush. So I just wanted Chris to bring that up in the online chatter comments for today's show. Yeah, and this is our in a classic case of mm -hmm. one or two small minority people causing all these problems for camper vans. Now, I can understand that person's email and our yeah. frustration, you know, they're seeing all of this happening on their doorstep and all the indications in their eyes are pointing back to mm -hmm. To the, the campervan or motorhome owners that are, are parking there or that are dumping their water or doing any number of of the offenses mentioned yeah. and you know when they see a number of people doing it, it it's easy for them to assume that everybody does it so look, your comments are absolutely right it's a small minority you know i don't know if these people are ever going to change you know now i see the the biggest offenses to me there are obviously the the abuse that that person got which is totally yes. undeserved yeah um you know, dumping rubbish and, and um, dumping rubbish and water, that's an offence. They should be arrested. They should be given Go a ticket, whatever, the, yeah. whatever the, the, the summons is for that. There's no excuse for that, irrespective of whether somebody's in a car, motorhome, campervan, you know, parking over footpaths and stuff as well. I've seen it happening in Tremor as well, where mm -hmm. motorhomes kind of reverse in and, you know, it, it can cause problem for people with prams and with wheelchairs and yeah. just generally blocking the road. So we do need to kind of, uh, to kind of keep an eye on that as well when you are parking. I know sometimes spaces are small, so you, you do kind of tend to pull in the motorhome to get it in off the road as much as yes. possible. But, you know, if you're overhanging a footpath, you're still sticking out. Maybe that's not the right spot to park in, you know? Yeah, I think I don't think I think I, I well, I, I hope I was as polite as I possibly could be. And I did say, like I said there, that it is, like you just said, a very small percentage that flout. I wanted to say that we have this code. I mean, we do have a code. We do have an etiquette and it's not all newbies. Let's let's just not because a lot of no, people no. are quick to blame the newbies that bought during COVID because a lot of them are, are a percentage of them are going to stay and a lot of them are trying their best just to have a good time like the rest of us. But there's just this small minority. I took, and as I started off with, thanks for your opinion, and you asked for my opinion, and I said, I am of the same opinion as you. Like you said, valid points were made, but please, I wish they would stop painting us all with the same brush. And you know what? We're going to have this conversation again. We're on episode 129. We're going to have this on episode 500. Between now and 500, it's going to come up again. And look, fair play for that person to come onto your channel and put the yeah. comments there. It gives you a chance then to come back and to say, look, we're not all like this. This is very much a minority, unfortunately for them. They've probably seen a number of different occasions for different people yes. doing this, which is... Uh, 
It's, it's unfortunate that the they have the probably seen more flouting the code than they have obeying the code, which, you know, over a period of one weekend or so. But anyway, listen, I wanted to bring that to the listeners. The comment is there if you want to read it and the reply is there if you want to go to the Quan's uh, video on YouTube. And just, one, uh, just one thing on that as well, Aaron. Because this year and last year, the number of campers mm-hmm. have grown significantly massive. They're seeing more activity in all these areas. Yeah. There's more people there. So, you know, I think it's happening more and more often. Yeah, right. So, look, we'd like your views on it. Was I right? Was I wrong? You know, what? what's your opinion on it? Please do get in touch. We'll give you contact details at the end of the podcast. Right. What have you got for listeners, messages and shout outs? Yeah, a couple of uh, messages there. First one, I'd like to say a big hello to uh, Olive and Dinny, based in Newtown, Chandler and Cork. Um, they're real tent campers, Aaron. You know, they do it, uh, they do it old style as well. And they've got real uh, campers, the, yeah. the family and the kids. And um, they've been out a number of times and they listen to the podcast qu- quite regularly. So I'd like to give a, a shout out to them. Well done, guys. Olivia and Dinny and, and the family. Uh, keep up the camping for as long as you can. Although, do you feel the chill in the air the last few days, Chris? The temperatures have really dropped, yeah. all right. But look, we yeah. we keep going, Aaron, as long as we can, uh, as long as we can plug in somewhere and, and get a bit of heat, we'll be out or at least boil a kettle and get the hot water bottle in, you yeah. know. So Barry was on to you as well via Twitter. Yeah, Barry sent us a message. He said, hi, guys. I'd l- uh, I know you like to answer some questions. So new to all this, and I just bought one of uh, Dave from Buckle Wheels Black Teardrops. Had its first few nights away back in Doombeg, but just wanted to know what's the best way to look after this for the winter. It will be in a shed, but should it be covered? You know, should the battery be plugged in all the time? Should windows be left open or closed, etc.? It has a tent on the roof, so thinking of storing a mattress at home. But apart from that, all advice would, uh, would be great for winter storage. So on the back of this, uh, I messaged actually David and we actually called into David at the mm-hmm. weekend. The camping crew were en masse uh, and we called in to look at uh, some of the products. So a big thank you to Dave for uh, showing us around everything. But uh, he did send a, a message back to us. He said, um, he said, storing teardrops inside a dry shed is ideal. It prevents damp, but allows air circulation. A dehumidifier inside the cabin of a teardrop is ideal to ensure no buildup of moisture. Opening doors and windows at least once a week to get some air circulating for an hour is also recommended. Covering a teardrop is generally not ideal. Moisture getting trapped under the cover is always a risk and could damage the wooden structure of the teardrop. For leisure batteries, as you know, there are many schools of thought on continuous versus intermittent charging. I would always recommend plugging in the electric hookup cable for an hour once a week just to keep the battery taken over. For tents, removing the mattress is an absolute must. These should be stored inside the house over the winter. Other than that, make sure the tent is bone dry before closing up for the winter and air it once a month just to check and ensure there's no moisture buildup. A few bags of silica gel inside the closed tent are a handy addition. Thanks, David from Buckled Wheel. Can you get that silica gel in in shops? I'm sure you can. Probably not in shops. I'd say you might have to go um, online to some of the places. Although you can get probably some of those absorption packs, mm-hmm. you know, for moisture and stuff. You know, the little packs in some of the car places. I've seen them where you're supposed to put them on your 
window dash and places like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. If you want to check out the stock from Dave and Buckletwheel, it's buckletwheel.ie. He's got a fabulous selection of tents and teardrops. They don't call them teardrops, but you know what we're talking about when we use the, the common word teardrop and camping equipment as well. And it's buckletwheel.ie. And uh, hopefully, Barry, that and well done, Barry, on buying one. We hope you have an absolute brilliant season next season. And thank you for getting yeah. in touch out with the and if you want a few stickers for your teardrop, we'd love to send you on. Just pass on your address to us, Barry. And all that advice that Dave gave, by the way, mm. that applies to motorhomes, camper vans, yeah. Yeah. you know, any conversions, anything at all. That that logic is the same. The battery one is is an interesting question. Do you plug it in? I think the most important part is to keep it above that. I think is what that 80 percent threshold yeah. or up above that. Yeah. I leave, I leave mine plugged in all the time and I also leave it plugged in all the time because I want to keep the fridge going and keep the fridge charged up the gas within the, the fridge unit. Um, but another thing then with the camper vans, and we have touched on this this time last year, bring them give, bring them for a, a run. Don't just start them up and leave them ticking over. If you can literally just go down to shops, just give your van a run. If you're parking it up for the winter, try your best to give it a run a little bit more than ticking over. And don't leave your handbrake on leave off the handbrake leave it in gear and maybe throw a few blocks or chocks against it if you're not on a level ground that's it so we uh, spoke about a, a message from Stephen who's heading off to Doolin um i think it was last week so he sent a, a message back he said hi guys just back from o'connor's in Doolin spotless as usual i just wanted to say a big thank you to the uh, bloke who found my phone and brought it to reception he said my fate has been restored <sighs> So just that's a, I, I read that out specifically just to say, look, you know, that's in our camping code. We have like, you know, be nice to your fellow campers. That's a, a great example of a, another camper uh, finding something yeah. and handing it in. And, you know, people are lost these days without their phone. So, Aaron, you're going to run us through a, a review of a campsite. Yes, campsitereview.com is our sister website. There's a forum there. It's free and it always will be. And Tura left a review on Campsite Review on Blarney. He said, we stayed in Blarney this year, July 2021, as part of our tour down south. It's been years since I was last down there and it's as good today as it was back then. The place is spotless with all the COVID precautions in place. The staff in the office were excellent. The other campers were all COVID aware and friendly without infringing on your safe space. The only downside to the trip was the stupid sat-nav sent us up and over some serious narrow roads by turning me off coming into Blarney Village. An unmitigated disaster with a caravan hooked on the back. But then the tea, when I got pitched up, was a nice cuppa that I've had in a while. Blarney is one of, I used to live in Blarney, Chris, and Blarney is one of my favourite campsites in the country. Yeah, I love that spot as well. We would camp there quite regularly with family down in Cork. So definitely it's a place we stop into and it's just such a, a lovely relaxing campsite as well. And I know the roads uh, exactly that tour is talking about as well. And uh, the 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 train I think it was Cork to Limerick train crisscrosses that road and there's a lot of low bridges if you take the back roads up to the campsite as well so you do need to uh, follow the main road into Blarney Village and follow the 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 signs then from there up to the campsite. Yeah, it's one of my favourite campsites. Although I do remember Chris not so long ago. Uh, ah, well, it was a couple of years ago now because of the dreaded COVID. I was camped there with some friends and um, management actually came over and asked them to keep the noise down. I don't know if, if you remember anything about that. I can't possibly comment on that, Aaron. 
Okay. Okay. Charlie and, and me, <laughs> Charlie and me, our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me. This Friday on Charlie and me, we take a break from reviewing the campsites. If you remember, we've just finished the Cork trilogy which was the West Cork trilogy. And we are just about to show you the Kerry Killarney trilogy. But this Friday, Chris, I introduce to you the Van Build Project 2 this Friday morning at 9 a.m. on our YouTube channel. I seem to recall, Aaron, that you said you'd never do this again. No, I said I'd never do an ambulance again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not stepping down from this one. I said I'd never do an ambulance again. This, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Join us Friday morning, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash Charlie Mir camping vlog. Um, I was up home in Dublin yesterday and I met one of my, my one of my sister-in-laws has a motorhome and uh, her and her husband. And he said, come on, Aaron, tell me, please tell me what's what's the big deal? What's the big deal? He's been following the YouTube and he's actually listening. Brendan, how are you doing to the podcast religiously just after eight o'clock? I actually had the vehicle that we're going to be working on. And he was so disappointed. He honestly <laughs> thought, like you said, he said, I thought Chris was right that you were out to buying some big army vehicle and you were going to turn it into a massive RV. Anyway, this Friday morning, 9 a.m., we introduce to you the Van Build Project 2 with thanks to Gary's Glue. Yeah, looking forward to that one now. Actually, uh, an interesting project and definitely a, a nice little uh, twist on it. So looking forward to that. Now, products, tips and camping hacks. What have you got for us? Interesting product I found while trawling through the depths of Amazon. I just want to say I haven't tried this product yet. I just thought it was interesting. It might get people out of a jam when they're camping. This is a product called the Scrubber Wash Bag 2.0. It's a portable clothes washer and it's, it's advertised for hotels, traveling, uh, washing or hiking or camping a hiking or camping essential. It's about 42 sterling on Amazon.co.uk. And uh, it's like, I suppose, those bags that you use to carry wet clothes or you'd see strapped mm -hmm. to maybe a, a canoe or a kayak. One of those watertight bags and with the twist tops on them. And you, you put your clothes into them, you load in some of the water and it's got kind of uh, rough insides to them. Right. So as you're... Uh, when you put your clothes in, you kind of can scrub whether inside the bag and uh, just uh, it's a, I suppose, a very clever way of hand washing your clothes. Right. And then when you shake it about or, or scrunch it, it's cleaning your clothes. Yeah, you kind of you're almost like actually scrubbing the clothes through the bag as yeah. if you were doing it with your hands. But your, yeah. your, your hands are kind of protecting protecting you from kind of the outside, you know, and it, it packs up into a tiny little thing. So if you've got, you know, a. Uh, if you're, say, hiking, camping yeah. and you're carrying everything or you're stuck on a cycling camping trip, you know, and you're going away for, a, say, a month or a couple of weeks and you're going to be off grid. Well, this is ideal, like, because you can just wash Fill everything out, you know, yeah. and dry it out and kind of move on. And, you know, they're they're saying a quarter of a million people are using these uh, wow. across the world as well. Like, you know, for two, two years. Um, looks pretty heavy duty, uh, judging by what they're saying. But um, if anyone's interested in it, it's on Amazon and it's the Scrubba, S-C-R-U-B-B-A, the Scrubba Wash Bag 2.0 Portable Clothes Washer. I'm assuming that any of our listeners that go away for prolonged times use washrooms on campsites or local laundrettes. I've never been away long enough to have to wash clothes two, two weeks, three weeks tops, but I'd bring enough clothes. I'd be interested to hear listeners 
if you're one of these prolonged campers that go away for a long time, do you just use washing machines and campsites? Do you use laundrettes or do you have something like that? Or maybe some other type of portable washing machine that you could tell us about? We'll give you the contact details in a few minutes. Yeah, I think this is more for people who don't use campsites. Yeah. People who kind of travel, say, off grid or, you know, um, freedom camping or, or wild camping, you, you know, if you're not going to be near facilities. Just, um, just a river for water. Yeah, yeah, just down the river edge scrubbing your, your clothes clean, exactly. Right, let's finish up with our things to do while camping. Now, you are no stranger to this topic. <laughs> um, trying to think of interesting things and suggestions. And one thing which I've been trying to do lately is to step outside my comfort zone and try different, say, beers or wines that I wouldn't have necessarily tried before. Um, I'd be more of a, a white wine drinker, so I'd, I'd definitely try the different types of white wine, but I, I do love trying lots of different craft beers. So maybe it might be something you might try when you're on a campsite as well as, you know, pick a wine or craft beer that you've never tried before and give it a go. We were away at the weekend, the camping crew together, and we picked up a pear wine, which mm-hmm. went down really well as well we we, we bought a, a bottle for a table and we, we shared it out and uh very interesting i've never heard of like a a pear wine before but uh went down very well you know so try something that you never tried before really i suppose is what i'm saying you gave me i don't know if it was because you know i don't drink but didn't you give me an elvis beer the um the brew dog company have a, a craft beer an ipa called elvis juice and i knew you were a a big Elvis fan, so I thought you might uh, you might like that one. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I if didn't you think you'd to... open it. I thought you'd frame it, you know. No, no, I opened it and tried. Do you know what I I find about craft beers? Now, you see, see Deirdre's not a beer drinker, but I do like to taste her white wines, but I wouldn't have a glass. But I tend to smell craft beers before I taste them. It doesn't necessarily need to be the craft beer. It's just, you know, it could be maybe a, it could be a cider. It could be you know, whiskey, a lot of people like their their gourmet kind of boutique whiskeys and stuff like that. So um, certainly try some of that. Like uh, I know um, some of the members of the camp crew like the um, there's a, a whiskey in Waterford. It's called Downs's number nine. We tried some of that up at Fantastical. Uh, you know, it's expensive, but it's supposed to be fantastic. Um, the Dingle Distillery make lovely um uh, really fancy whiskies as well. So uh, certainly a sample some of those recently as well. Really nice, but just it, you know you wouldn't be going kind of on a session on these, but just something just nice. Little, you could organise some friends go camping and try like a, a wine tasting or a, a beer mm. tasting while you're out camping. You know, and there's so many towns and villages now have craft beer breweries, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you could make an event out of it on the camping trip, something to do, you know, away with a lot of friends or family and say, hey, look, let's make an event. Let's everybody bring a, a craft beer, to try or, or, a beer yeah. or something to try, you know. That's a good one. So if you have a recommendation of a wine or a craft beer, again, we'd love to hear from you. In fact, we'd love to hear from you about any of your ideas that you want us to cover on the podcast or campsite suggestions or reviews or product reviews or anything you'd like us to chat about. And as we mentioned, if you want a sticker for your teardrop or your motorhome, your campervan, your caravan, your car, we need your name, address and your air code. They're free and they always will be. But of course, for you to get that to us, you need our contact details and they are. 
Our webpage is thecampingcrew.ie. On email, we're campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Twitter, we're at The Camping Crew. On Instagram, we're at The Camping Crew Podcast. On Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups. Forum-wise, you'll find us on motorhomecrack.com or boards.ie. And of course, we mentioned campsitereview.com. We have a forum there that is free and always will be. You can just join up and read or partake and give your reviews on products or campsites or ask questions and we can help you out there as well. And every Friday, youtube.com forward slash forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog for our campsite reviews, with the exception of this Friday, when we introduce you to the Van Build Project 2. That is it. Episode 129 is over. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And if you see us on site, because there's still a bit of camping to be done between now and the winter, please do come over and say hi. From me, Aaron Birchall, stay safe. And it's goodbye from me, Chris, as well. And just one thing, just to follow up from last week, if you are listening to us and if you would like to come on to the podcast and tell us about your favourite camping sites, your products, you know, that type of a, a friendly chat for five or ten minutes, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop us a message. So I just want to say, if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and tell your camping friends all about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping. Thank you.